0: Buddy, welcome to the whatever this thing is podcast. Today, Sandy, Joe, and I are outside of the blessed covering of producer Sam. We are not in his illustrious Sam studios. Smith,
1: Producer Sam Smith. Yes, not these the Sam man. Smith, but these Sam Smith. You know, yeah, the other Sam Smith.
0: Exactly. So, sorry if the sound sucks, but we're going to get get at this, and we're going to figure out. Hey, today we're just doing in kind of an offbeat episode. A follow up to our first part in the church history um, series that we're doing right now, and the reason being because that was a lot. That was, was a, a long
1: lot. episode, and a lot to cover, and you know,
0: just yeah, a lot. So we thought, you know what? Maybe we can do like a Cliff's note clip, cliffs
1: Cliff notes version, or or Cliff's or notes. Cliff's, cliff's a good guy. Cliff too. might have some notes that he wants to share. If you are Cliff, you can send us your notes and. Maybe we'll use them. Nobody else
0: is sending anything in at this point.
1: (laughs) So um, anyways, there's some other things that maybe we
0: felt like we we could clarify a bit more. Um, But yeah, this is for those of you
1: who... At the end of a seventy-minute episode, we're like, "What
0: <laughs> did they just talk
1: about?" Or just love us so much you can't get enough of us and just want to hear more of yes. us just talking I've about been told random things.
0: That my voice is like smooth jazz. <laughs> 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 so I feel
1: like everybody I, that was just uh, listening. I laughed too hard at that one. Okay. All
0: mm-hmm. right. Anyways, so okay, Sandy Joe. Yes, sir. So we talked last time about um, the tabernacle, the temple, the synagogue, the mosaic, Jedi masters, also known as rabbis, covenant, this and that. We got through all these kind of structures. Right. Kind of the architecture
1: mm-hmm. that we see in the Old Testament. Possibility well, that uh, Ezra's temple was actually Cyrus's temple. That's yes. very controversial. Yes, very
0: controversial. The, uh,
1: the fact that the temple is a kind of a controversial thought just in general, maybe, maybe wasn't meant to be built? Maybe. I know, it's, it's maybe blasphemous. it wasn't God's ideal. Maybe
0: it wasn't. So what we kind of hinted at at the beginning of that episode is that maybe some people would actually start this whole thing off in the book of Genesis. Yeah. And... As I was thinking about that, I kind of wonder if maybe we should have, yeah. um, or maybe we just do this offbeat episode and and go back to the Book of Genesis a little bit to give the the foundational st- uh, story, the foundational narrative right. that the rest of mm-hmm. this thing called the Bible, this series of books, this Old Testament, New Testament. There's and so what, much stuff there. What is
1: that about? Like, what is the Genesis narrative about? Right. Well, Are no, you I'm asking, asking me? I'm
0: asking you. Oh, I think it's a narrative about the, well, you've got the, <laughs> <angry>. <laughs> you've
1: got, you shouldn't be asking me these questions.
0: <laughs> no, I think it's, it's just, the, it's the start of the storyline. It's the narrative about yeah. um, God's relationship with right. humanity. And I agree. And how that starts in this ideal fashion and it gets jacked up pretty quick. Very quickly. And then it's this story of how God decides to commit himself to relationship with these flawed, violent,
1: sinful human beings. violent. It's amazing how much the first association of the word sin, you don't see sin in... Genesis three, which is the fall. It just describes it as the fall, or or at least our you know, our section titles describe it as that. Mm-hmm. But the first use of the word sin actually comes a chapter later with Cain and Abel. And God is telling Cain, you know, be careful. Sin is crouching at your door, and it desires to master you. This is like a warning, Cain. You're you're about to do something really bad that you can't walk back. There's nothing you can do to undo what you're about to do. And he uses this word sin. And of course, we know what happens. Cain kills his brother Abel. The first act of sin is murder. It's not like, and obviously, you know, Adam and Eve sin, but the first time that word is used, it's not, you know, they didn't lie. They didn't steal. They didn't, um, cheat on their taxes or whatever. The first act of, of sin after the fall is murder. It's, it's this relationship with each other, this, this power grab, the desire to dominate. Violent is a good way to describe us. As hum- I was about to call us crappy. I don't know. Can I say crappy? You can say um, whatever you want uh, on this podcast. Whatever I want because this is whatever this thing is. Yeah, Crappy <laughs> human beings who are so incredibly flawed. If you keep banging on the table, people are not going to like the audio here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so you're going to have to stop banging on the table when you make your points.
1: Because then people will think somebody's at the door. I don't know. I don't know if I can do that. Okay. Well, have to find some people. We're just gonna have
0: to deal with Sandy Joe's antics here.
1: <laughs> um, so yeah, yeah, this is—it's
0: a fascinating storyline. It's—it's really, um, like I said, I, I find it incredibly important to start there to to realize that. You know, as you're exploring the rest of the, the Old Testament, even the New Testament, as you're looking at history, the, the storyteller in Genesis really sets it up in this way of, hey, there, there was this ideal, you know, the creation story and how God creates mankind, human beings in his own image, and
1: there's this perfect relationship. And that's like chapter or, one. Or, or without, without, kind of innocent relationship. Okay, innocent yeah. relationship.
0: You don't think it was perfect?
1: I don't. And I struggle with that word because I I think we think of the word perfect as, as if Adam and Eve were um, just frolicking in the forest with <laughs> Bandy. And... <laughs> well, I think they were frolicking, but that's just actually gross and weird. I don't okay. want to think about that. But I think they, they definitely were not, they were very capable of making a mistake. They were innocent. Okay, and, yeah. And they had an innocent relationship with God and an innocent relationship with each other, but... Because sin, uh, because evil had not yet been introduced, they didn't understand each other's awareness, or they didn't understand each other's ability okay, to, to so harm would it be them. Fair
0: to say that maybe there was perfect relationship no i and you well, just don't want to say perfect i just at i all. don't
1: i don't see it there okay. and i mean somebody smarter than i can disagree with that but i don't i don't think that word perfect actually works there but we think of that and the yeah, reason why do. that's important is because we have a similar idea of about heaven or eternity that we will arrive in heaven perfect as right. if nothing else that we did on this life in this earth matters but perfect has has this idea of no mistakes, no flaws, and it's a standard that almost assumes that then you can't make a mistake, that you are kind of glass or untouchable, mm, okay. but they were just innocent. And the, the words that are used by the Genesis writer, because whoever this was, was, was such an amazing uh, creator of, uh, knew how to write kind of this idea of myth, religious myth stories, myth not is in not factual, but just a a type of writing that he describes Adam and Eve being naked, which in the Hebrew, that word implies vulnerability. So yeah, maybe they were naked, they probably were naked, but it was more about their vulnerability. They were completely open and honest with one another. They were completely vulnerable. There was nothing they were hiding from each other and God. Gotcha. No, that actually
0: makes a lot of sense because I'm just even thinking through the the dynamics of a relationship and to have a good relationship is I mean if you're in a perfect environment there's really no need, need the relationship's kind of static. It's just yeah everything's perfect. There's right. no mistakes, right? But um in having a, a really good intimate relationship with others and with God, um, part of what makes that so beautiful is the the dealing with the shortcomings and the shortfalls yeah. of others. So right. I could see how maybe that that
1: was uh, very possible that 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 was the case before the fall, right? That or that they yeah they were just dealing with each other as not as perfect but as innocent and right okay and that they were humans still in in their interactions with each other.
0: So at least we could say at this point there is nothing that has come in between the relationship with between God and mankind, yes. right? There's well, nothing that is damaged to that relationship at this point.
1: I would say yes, absolutely, but I would say even you you know you think back to your relationship with your wife especially um there is nobody on this planet. There's no marriage on this planet that hasn't that doesn't where the person each other shares everything that you're thinking all the time, right? right. You learn very quickly. This person mm-hmm. is in a bad mood. I shouldn't say that. I got to filter this. I got to filter that, right? Yeah. And it's it, be, but that's we would have to. You cannot share everything because we are so flawed and so sinful that, that and so broken that we couldn't handle each other's everything. But in the garden, there was nothing. They were completely open and vulnerable with each other. But it was after they ate that after they after they asserted their will over God's will by eating from the tree, mm-hmm. and the way the writer describes it, their eyes were opened, and suddenly they realized, yes, they were naked, but suddenly they realized, and and just to take a step back, why was it so bad that all of a sudden they realized they were naked if they had already been naked for all that time before? It was that now they could see the potential for evil in this other person. Now I see... Who you really are. I see your ability to harm me and to hurt me. And they began to cover up. And then they began to run and hide and cover up from God. And so it was not, it was this realization of, of our ability to do evil and destructive things. And I think that that reality of those relationships that what God had originally set was, is so powerful because that's the ideal this open relationship with each other and this open relationship with God. Right. So you really,
0: we're looking at a story of origins, a story of the origins of of creation, according to the storyteller, this ancient Hebrew literature that's going on here, um, story of the origins of humanity and the predicament that we're in right. and just how they understood that. And it goes, you go from Genesis chapter 1 all the way through 11, things just get worse and worse. Um, according okay. to the story, you know, there's, uh, like you said, there's yeah. murder. There's a guy who's bragging, oh, Cain's killed, you know, however many I've killed, way more than, than Cain. And, and there's this, this guy named Nimrod who's going to come along, Who is a Nimrod. Who right. is a Nimrod. And, and there's the Tower of Babel, right. essentially, mankind trying to get up to that place yeah. and position Coming of together God. to get up um, to this place. Yeah, you've, uh, you've got the story of Noah, where apparently God's through with the whole thing and just going to flood the whole earth. Which that's a whole other story. Well, that's actually a very popular ancient story. Yes, that, they, that you
1: can see in other religions yeah. like Babylon, Mesopotamia. Um, you can see it in I think you can see it in Hinduism as well. A lot of religions have ancient flood stories. But yeah. that and that verse in the flood where God says that every inclination of man's heart is evil all the time. Every <laughs> all it's like this emphasis of oh my gosh,
0: like you guys are really jacked up. Humans I don't know just how suck. Much more I can, do can I this. say
1: suck? I just did. They're yeah. they just really just so, again, so capable of such hatred. I mean, we think back to this recent synagogue shooting. Oh, yeah. That there was a, I, I, I haven't waded too deep into it because it's just so overwhelming, but a student of mine posted that, that there was a 90, I think a 97-year-old Holocaust survivor who was killed in the shooting, who wow. was there in synagogue, who had survived the Holocaust. I can't imagine. And yet this guy, this evil guy, goes in and, and kills uh, 11 people. Like, I just, the, the evil that we are capable of mm. is, is overwhelming. And so it is
0: these people who are capable of such evil that God chooses to commit himself to. Yeah. Right? Like, I mean, it's it's crazy. after the Tower of Babel in Genesis 11, you get to chapter 12 where Abram's introduced, and there's this weird covenant thing where Abram has like a dream or this darkness comes upon him or somebody's... I forget who it was somebody says Abraham's obviously on drugs here because he's hallucinating. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, there's this this ancient covenant ritual where yeah. you, you know, and up.
1: he's asked to do something that's pretty painful, as to kind of seal the full covenant. But you know, right. Abraham as right. a ninety hundred year old man, you maybe he maybe may had to have been on drugs in order to want to go through <laughs> that. Like I cannot imagine. Yes. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows what they were doing way back when?
0: But there's, you get this sense that, or, or as the story goes, it's told as, okay, there's God, this, this Yahweh is entering into a covenant relationship. He is committing himself to this frail, flawed, violent um, people right. that he's created, right? And so along the way as a part of that commitment, you have to realize, and we'll see, like we've already talked about a little bit, that in that commitment, it also come, co- coming with that commitment to flawed human beings is, is maybe a commitment to some suboptimal decisions, mm-hmm. or maybe God is Allow- willing to work through things that yeah. are not his ideal.
1: It's allowing for free will. And and again, that is what is taking place in the garden. The, the tree, of the knowledge of good and evil, is a representation of free will. Who cares what kind of fruit it was? All of that is irrelevant. It never says it was an apple. We still to this day think <laughs> of an apple tree. But right. it's the tree is the knowledge of good and evil. It is the awareness of my ability to do good and is the awareness of my ability to, to do evil because of free will. That is one of the things that we think really really reflects the image of God is this free will capacity. I had a student several years ago who had, you know, worked in like a mental uh, hospital and had seen some awful things. And he started to tell us these things. I said, nope, 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 just stop. I can't, like we can't. And he said, why, why would God give humans free will? Wouldn't we be better off if we couldn't do really awful, evil things, right? And mm. so, and this ability to create life and people too young, creating life constantly—the problem, the the enormous capacity as humans that we have is incredible to take life, to produce life. Um, it, it is it is overwhelming, and so to work in suboptimal uh, uh, plans that God has. He has to, because none of our actions will fully line up with what, unfortunately, with what he would choose for us, with, right. with what his best is for our lives.
0: Right. So some of these, some optimal things that we see are like the uh, the people, the demand for a king. Yeah. We want to be like the other nations. Yeah. Um, that's found in... What is it?
1: It's in Samuel. Samuel, And you know what's interesting? I think this is something I wanted to mention last time, and I don't remember if I did, but talking about um, that in Deuteronomy, there's a passage of Scripture in Deuteronomy 17 or 18 where it says, God says to them, you know, when you ask for a king. And I've always read that before and and thought, well, wait, he told them not to ask for a king. So why is he giving Mm -hmm. them instructions for when they will ask for a king? A lot of scholars, some scholars believe that that was inserted after Solomon. Okay. Because everything that you see in that list, don't send your your fellow Israelites back to Egypt. Don't accumulate a lot to get horses, essentially. Don't accumulate a lot of horses. Don't accumulate a lot of wives. Don't accumulate a lot of money. And he lists in detail, like silver, gold, wives, horses, Egypt. That's exactly the parallel, and I can't remember the scripture. It's in Kings somewhere um the parallel is almost identical and so they think well they went back and inserted this as a reminder for all future kings that what solomon created and we'll we'll get into that in the future talking about empire mm-hmm. that what solomon created this empire this institution was never what god had in mind but he had to he chose to work within a very fallen system when they asked for a king he said all right yeah. Do you really want one. He's like, here's, let me just give you a heads up. <laughs> this is really going to
0: suck because <laughs> gonna, they're going to like confiscate your property, right. take your kids, put them into battle. The that, slavery,
1: you know, uh, some type yeah. of slavery. And he gave them a really bad king to start off with. I wonder, like, part of me wonders did he do that with Saul just to say, this is really what you want? You want somebody like this? And then to see if they wanted anything further. But they did. And it just kept going.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so, and then one of the other areas that we, we kind of hinted at um, last time is is this idea of the temple. Yeah. So we, you mentioned that, you know, I forget who was that you said... Um, Cyrus. Or, no, one of your professors, or oh, yeah,
1: uh, uh, amazing scholar Scott Daniels, yeah, Scott Daniels kind of was, threw this out there in one class, and it was like, What? Wait, dial, dial that, what? Back? And
0: what was it that he threw out there that
1: the temple perhaps was not meant to be built, that it was not a part of God's plan, and um, that it was that he really, really just wanted them to stick with this tabernacle. Uh, because it was it was meant to be this temporary idea of his of his presence. Well, we all know that in scripture David asked for a temple and God said you can't build it I'll give you I'll let you do it but it's going to be Solomon. But to actually go back and look at that and say wait a second, God God perhaps never really wanted a temple ever and and it wasn't just the narrative to say well he was allowing it or yes he was going to do it through Solomon that perhaps that was never part of god's plan gotcha but but he does he allows them to do it
0: he allows them to do it and so maybe once again he says okay well my desire my commitment my covenant relationship is is with you no matter what the decisions you make um so i will yeah i'll enter into that space that unideal what's what's the word for not ideal sure i don't know that not, space that's not my ideal. Sure. Um, so okay. So again, a quick recap for those who maybe didn't listen or nodded out. This whole like structure, architecture of a place of worship. It started in Exodus with this tabernacle thing, which you've already mentioned a little bit. It was this very mobile um, place of of doing sacrifices as
1: part of the covenant. That as this part was of, yeah. this was their way of being able to participate in the covenant. The sacrifices. You know, if we think about it in terms of what were the sacrifices for, we, I think we automatically assume that God needed sacrifices to forgive sins. And if you just even ask that question, does God need sacrifices to forgive sins? The obvious answer is no. No. But he was using the sacrifices, the sacrifices that were part of other religions at that time. Everybody was doing sacrifices. Somehow they had put this together that if you kill an animal and burn it on this pile of stones, that maybe the gods of this region will interact with you. God used and was kind of appropriating these ideas to say, here's how you can visibly, physically interact with me. But he never needed the sacrifices, and that yet that becomes their focus. He never needed the temple or the tabernacle, yet that becomes their focus. He didn't need the law, yet that becomes their focus. Because right. humans just have, they struggle to have this, uh, they struggle to understand God. And they want to put God in these parameters and structures uh, in order to be able to interact with him.
0: Right. Again, God's ideal was that each person would bear his image and, yeah. and reflect him to all of creation, as in the beginning of Genesis. So he's that is still his ideal. He right. doesn't give up on that, but to get back there, hmm. um, which is a whole subject on the whole restoration of all right. things and of the cosmos. Right. And the um, kingdom
1: of God, as Jesus was really talking yeah, about. Yeah, and, and we'll t- get testament. to that soon.
0: But, I mean, that really is kind of what the rest of the story of the Bible is, you know, early in Genesis, it all, it's all falling apart. Um, it's a mess. And the rest of the story is God's commitment to relationship to restore. Right. What that ideal was. And so he's engaging in these, once again, suboptimal um, places of relationship. He's committed to this relationship. He is taking humanity on a trajectory Hmm towards being restored right. into his likeness. And so, yeah, and what, what we're seeing is already even at the, you know, the tabernacle phase, the focus starts to be more and more on, on the... The rituals. The, the or point the point system. Yes, the, the, If I do this, yeah. then I'm sta- in right standing with God. Right. Where the fact of the matter is the, the way the story started is, no, you, you actually were created in God's image. That's where it starts. Right. Right. Um, and but ever since the fall, and we feel you like we do, have to earn something. Right, and there's to nothing you
1: can do to earn your way back. And so God just put these puts these things in place to help you see how you can engage God. Mm-hmm. But there's nothing you and I can do to earn our way back. And we understand that, but we don't understand that. We 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 probably will go to our our graves as humans, unable to understand that. That that again, the covenant, the law, the sacrifices, even now the, uh, you know, whatever it is that engages our relationship with God, whether it's feeling like we have to go to church or it's prayer or Bible reading or tithing or all of these other things, witnessing, going door to door, um, that and some of those are not very effective or good, but these these things are meant for uh, are are ways for us to engage God in relationship. They cannot earn anything. With God. Right. And they were never meant to. Yeah.
0: Yeah, no. And so, again, we we'll, we already spent a ton of time talking about the structures, but it goes from tabernacle to temple, again, just kind of a bigger, gaudier, right. but also becomes a static place, right. um, becomes maybe a source of empire. A or reflection pride, of empire, absolutely. A reflection of yeah. that... Um, like, oh, this and this, I guess, even ties into what we're talking about. David's like, man, I've got this nice house. Yeah. I've got to build God a really nice right. house. Like, you know, again, is, is David trying to earn mm-hmm. points with mm-hmm. God for his kingdom? You yeah. know, and we got to build this great place for God so that right. we can, once again, get get those points, feel good. Um, and did not do something yeah and
1: did not other religions have temples for their gods at this time yeah and and so was there this idea that we have to do what what everybody else is doing that again the idea of relationship is just not is just not possible and and what what is interesting is that once you get past the temple and once you get past the the israelites being kicked out of the land and then coming back they don't return to relationship. They, re, they they go back to something that they can control, which is the law. They return to religion. They return to religion the, and, and the law. Or
0: practice. Right. The religious and practices. As or... opposed
1: to covenant. They don't right. go back to covenant. They go back to law. And the law and the Torah, the first five right. books of the, the Bible, mm-hmm. what we call the Pentateuch or some of the most boring books of the Bible, um, that for them, for even for Judaism today, they, those are the most... Um, they are the most important aspects. And and you read through the first five books every year, uh, sometimes twice a year, because the law is their religion. The law is their relationship.
0: It was their means to getting back to the proper place as being the right. top dog nation. Right, they, God's favorite. That's where you get, uh, like we talked about, the, um, the, ra- the rabbinical system and yeah. synagogues and these Pharisees. Um, especially the Pharisees on the scene, their whole view is that once all of Israel follows the law like to a t, perfectly yes, right. And in fact, they're so worried about that that
1: they build all these extra laws, right. almost like a perimeter fence around the law, right. making it because p- the law, yeah, perimeter, that's a good way to describe it, because the law is what is most important to them, as opposed to, God and the relationship with God, and so they they built a right, protective well they, fence. They think
0: that if they fulfill the law, if all of Israel fulfills right. the law, then that will Brings bring about the kingdom, you know, the restoration bring them out of exile, bring yeah. them back to restoration as the top kingdom. So it's again, it's this: if we do the right things, if we earn enough points, if yeah. we do, if we play this perfectly, then once again we will be right. Um, in right standing with God. And of course, if we're in right standing with God, we're going to be the
1: the top. Dog yeah. Nation, right? Um, the blessed, the chosen ones, right. and and again, what comes out of that effort is destroyed or, or destructive relationships with others. So, Jesus is not just railing against their understanding of their relationship with God; he's railing against their understanding of the relationship with others. That they that again, when he goes into the ch- uh, to the temple and he drives them all mm-hmm. out, it was because they had completely missed God, and they were completely um, uh, mishandling their relationships with others. They were cheating each other. They were depriving people who couldn't enter the temple into the inner courts. They were depriving them of their place in the outer court. And so the institution that it, it had become, the laws, the focus so carefully on being perfect, had deprived them of relationship with each other and relationship with God and that is what he is he is upset about he is upset at at all of those things not just their misunderstanding of the relationship with god but their treatment of others and he mm-hmm. calls the pharisees out on this he, you know he says you you will you will uh, put all of these heavy burdens on others and do nothing to lift it off and you just kind of stay out of the fray and um, you know the good samaritan story of the 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 priest and the Levite who are walking away down from from Jerusalem because they were probably had fulfilled their time at the temple and didn't want to get dirty again by touching an unclean, possibly a dead body, they were so unwilling to even see if that person was alive. Right. Their their law, their rituals had were keeping them from caring for somebody else who was dying. And and so Jesus is talking about this this the, the destruction of these relationships that that the law and the focus on ritual on institution yeah, had developed. That's where,
0: you know, where you start to understand, you know, Jesus calling them whitewashed tombs right. and starts to talk about um, you know, how they do all these things in public. And, you know, it's like, but the fact of the matter, you're devouring the the property of widows. You're you're devouring these widows. You're doing these things. And and he's he's calling out the the real thing that God is after and that Jesus yeah. is trying to show is there's no inner transformation of who you are. You you yourself do not reflect the image of God right. at all. And the proof of that is how you devour the, the how less you treat others. How you treat others. Absolutely. Um, the fact that you make life harder on others right. by instituting these incredibly impossible right. laws. Um, you've created this whole system where, where if people can't live up to your standards, you basically cast them out right. and say, no, you're not, you're not in with us. You're not a part right. of the nation of Israel because you're holding us back from getting to that yes, optimal position absolutely. that we desire. Absolutely.
1: And so you're just missing out on the whole thing that right. God's after. And again, so when that that relationship with God, when the attempt is to uh, to get to God by our own means and and again law or perfection, the relationships that we have with others are what are most effective, not just our own inner transformation. What was the first sin? It was it was killing somebody. It it the 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 violence that was spreading throughout the flood it, it 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 is possible it appears to be that the that what god was really upset about in the flood was murder because he the covenant that he establishes with noah in genesis chapter 9 part of it is if any of you kill somebody Then your life is going to be taken because man was made in the image of God. The image of God, that phrase is only mentioned twice in Genesis, or in the Bible, Genesis 1 and Genesis 9. And in Genesis 9, he is referring back to your life is so important, everybody's life is so important that if you take somebody else's life, then we're going to take your life because you need to understand how important humans are that the idea that he brings that up post-flood in this covenant with Noah seems to reflect that that's what was going on before yeah. the flood. It wasn't like, I mean, they probably were sleeping around, but they were destroying each other. And so those the, the brokenness that comes out of us, it spills onto others and it destroys others. And And so we cannot attempt to be in relationship with God. That's why John says it, that you can't say you love God and you hate your brother, because right. they are interrelated. Um, and we see that, that when when we are, as we all know, when we are in that broken relationship with God, we are in such brokenness with each other. Yeah.
0: Man, so so this is the scene that, that Jesus is on, and like we mentioned, this is... Um, it it's a it feels like Jesus is really calling back or, or maybe trying to he's calling everybody to repent, right? It's right. a make a one eighty, turn away from where you're going right now. And right. it's it feels like this call back to, hey, let's let's get back to that image of God, that, that becoming image bearers. Right. Um, you know, and all throughout his ministry he's, he's coming against the the structures and the institutions and and calling them out for these practices and constantly calling them back to or forward to right. this this restoration of of living walking temples where where the living god dwells within you
1: and transforms you and the way you engage right. with others and that's how we help to partner with god for the restoration of of the of the earth of the world that that is the kingdom of God it, Dallas Willard equates the kingdom of God with uh, with essentially he says the kingdom of God is the range of his effective will throughout the world and mm-hmm. you know when Jesus prays your kingdom come, your will be done he's he's praying for his will to be done where it is currently not and where mm-hmm. is it currently not <laughs> in most of the world <laughs> right and right. in all of our lives that we struggle to allow God's will, to be primary. And yet when in his will is not, when we are asserting our will over his will, that is when chaos ensues. And there is no way we can hope to be image bearers, to restore, to be in restoration with him and others if our will is constantly getting in the way of that. And I think that is one of the things that brings us to the, the current issues that we see in the church, the, the issues with empire, the issues with the institution, that humanity... Is constantly trying to assert our will, our dominance, our mm. power, our control over not only over others but over ourselves. The, the very act of discipleship and spiritual transformation is surrender. Mm. That right. So Jesus says, "Die. Uh, you've got to take up your cross, deny yourself, and and follow me." And that is what it is. It is surrender control of my life and of the world around me to you and allow your will to be done fully in my life. And that is the one thing that we struggle to do. And so as we are moving throughout church history, which we'll, which we'll get to fully next, we, we are struggling with our own empire and God's kingdom, our kingdom and God's kingdom, mm-hmm. that, that as much as we have good intentions sometimes, not all of the times, but sometimes, sometimes our our kingdom or our God's kingdom starts to look like our kingdom and the name that we want to make for ourselves and the right. the fame. Man, I feel like every pastor today has a book or has a <laughs> has a podcast, kinda like us, or right. has something that that they're trying to I don't know, get rich on or yeah, I
0: don't know. There's a there's a lot. For... There's there's even a company now that um, I saw advertising that they'll take your sermon series and turn it into a book for you. So <laughs> all you got to do is just send in
1: your recordings of your series, and they're gonna make a book out of it for you. And uh... and can I just tell you, man, <laughs> books just do not sell a whole lot. But maybe your church will buy yeah, will buy all I'm of not. those all of I those mean, books.
0: I don't know. I don't know. That's more. Stuff that we'll uh, we'll get into down the line. Maybe even do some interviews
1: with uh, with some really well known, famous pastors. Do you think they'll come on this podcast?
0: I mean, Rick we Warren just tell and like uh... Rick. There's only like <laughs> ten people listening, so
1: <laughs> what could it hurt? Just a good space for you to spend to just say some time with us and <laughs> yeah. just yeah. chew the fat, as they say, which is really gross. Unless you're on the keto diet, <laughs>
0: which I am right now, and I'm miserable. I, right. Anyways, so, okay. what? What Did we miss anything that you wanted to clarify? I'm sure we
1: missed, like, a ton of things, but... Well, we're,
0: like, we're getting past the point of being able to call this the cliff notes. There's <laughs> <laughs> another... Uh, we're getting the a little shortened and there. condensed version?
1: I yeah. don't think that's going to no, be it was possible. No, it was good. Ever. It was a
0: good conversation. We're, it's important for everybody to understand... The the lens through which you should view some of these things, again, realizing that, um, and that's even even for like our own lives, The the beauty of the fact that God has committed to relationship with you, the human being with all of your flaws, you know, for a moment, you can think about all those, how jacked up, if I think about that personally, how jacked up am I? And God commits to relationship right. with me, meaning yeah. that God will engage if, with me and participate with me, yeah. even in some far less than ideal situations right. when I decide to do a podcast about right. the church and right. say that it sucks sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe God will show up there. I don't know. But, um, but yeah, and that God's done that all throughout human history. So when you start to ask questions, even when you're reading the Old Testament about all the violence that takes place and Mm. genocide and things like that, you kind of start to realize, well, God's committed himself to relationship with flawed human beings. And there's a lot more that goes into all of those things that we don't have time to get into. But so anyways, we're at this place where we're going to be moving forward with, with this new expression of God's people, that Jesus is launching, that Jesus is um, Jesus is inaugurating, has inaugurated on the cross at the right. death and resurrection this thing called the Kingdom of God. Right, which he, is not
1: the same as the church, FYI.
0: Right. The kingdom of God is not the same as the church. The church are the agents by which that is brought about. Would that sure. be correct in saying that?
1: Yeah, did you make that up?
0: I, I probably heard it somewhere, but oh, it yeah, just sounds kind of pretty flowed. Good. So sounds the church is the agent that yeah. God chooses but to if partner you, with in bringing about his kingdom. But if you say are, then
1: that makes it sound like it's actually people as opposed to is, which makes it sound like an institution. So are is not like church grammatically are correct. Pe- it's not grammatically <laughs> correct, but it's actually theologically correct.
0: Yeah. So we're going to explore yep. that R, who those are, um, <laughs> moving forward in the bit of the New Testament church and into Constantine. And you can hear my dog barking now, so that means it's time to end the it's podcast. Time to go. All, right. All right, everybody, we'll talk to you next time.